Listen, this whole conversation is one wild and deep and hilarious ride. It lifted my heart out of my chest and put it in the sky. And I know it's going to do the same for your heart. Put it in the sky. So prepare to take off. I'm going to DM Melissa her first tweet and we're going to get into it. Strap in, because here we go. Okay, so I have to re-download Twitter. <laughs> um, That's okay. I love that. I love that. That's great for this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I made myself, I was like, I'm not going to go out until Friday. And then every time I go on, I have to pay $10 to an abortion fund. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, wow. I'm addicted to it. Okay. So I'm downloading it again. <laughs> Do you think that you're more addicted to it than the others, like Instagram and so forth? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just it's just so fun. It's just a little playground, and then yeah. it becomes like a doom a doom ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your big one, right? This one is. Sometimes I meet people, and they're like, "Wait, is this you?" And it's like the fucking okay you are known in advance for your couch tweet <laughs> for the fucking couch all right it says really thought this couch was going to be bigger and it's <laughs> it's a tiny child size yellow futon <laughs> in the middle of a huge room and it looks like someone honey i shrunk the kids a regular futon and it has 556 <laughs> retweets and 32,000.8 likes so I had just broken up with my boyfriend, kicked him out of my apartment, and I was very like, I'm going to have a beautiful yellow couch that is going to be all mine. Right. And I like went on eBay and I searched yellow couch and I ordered this without thinking much of it. And this is what came in the mail. I sat on this couch for like a good six months. My friend and her husband stayed and he slept on this somehow and really? he just he wow. went to sleep just whispering to himself like it's so small <laughs> it's so small <laughs> and now i have a regular couch <laughs> yeah that's good to hear yeah. but uh yes. so this just people know about this couch tweet i guess this happened to a lot of people when you order like i've done this before i know we're still in a pandemic but y'all gotta start going to furniture stores instead of ordering stuff online <laughs> ah, the shade were you hoping that the ex saw that like look she's living i'm living large without you with my yellow couch <laughs> Was there anything of that going on? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to have this like fabulous single woman writer's life. A single woman needs a big yellow couch. And the universe was just like, really? I tweeted this December 10th, 2021. Is West Side Story just about a lonely Latina obsessed with a mediocre white boy? Bitch, I could do that in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that had 471 retweets and 4,763 yeah. <laughs> likes. So that is relatable. You feel like you did that in your life on the way up? Oh, totally. Below the tweets, I would say, I hate that this tweet is relatable. We are all sick. You do not need to send this to the lonely Latinas in your life. They have already seen it. The time has come to mute this. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it is very relatable. I feel like West Side Story speaks to... A lot of Latinas who are, are plagued with dating white men, which yeah. is totally fine. White men yeah. are totally okay. You fine don't to have date. to say that on my account. Yeah. We, can, we can bash <laughs> them here. They're totally okay. No, no, guys no. Guys in the studio, you guys are good. 
mean, I met you in Boston. You were working at the Harvard Bookstore. But yeah. like, I got the feeling you grew up in Boston. Is that right? Yeah, I grew up right outside of Boston in a suburb called Newton, Massachusetts. There were probably a lot of white boys there. There are so many whimsical white boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear, I'm from the South. I always hear like Boston, oh, it's so racist there. It has like a really deep history of segregation and the busing fiasco. So I, I think there's like a specific New Englandness to it where people aren't outwardly racist. I mean, we grew up in Newton, which is a predominantly white Jewish town. Yep. Um, and once I left Newton, I realized that not everybody in the world is Jewish and like a lot yeah. of people suffer from anti-Semitism and are like directed at them. And I was like, wait, what? But then also that whole time I was the one Latina in my grade. I feel like because it was before 2010 and it was the Obama years and there was like this Bo Burnham irony happening. It's like funny if you're racist. <laughs> um, and then me and my friends, who I'm still very good friends with, we were the lone like Asian, Indian, Latina crew. Okay, like we're different. We were like making jokes about each other's ethnicity. It was fucked up. That's kind of what it was like. And kind of being in that cornered microcosm caused that. Yeah. Did you, because you are such an amazing performer, nobody needs to take my word for it. They could just go to YouTube. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Were you like a theater kid? I really wanted to be a theater kid, but my th the theater program was like really intense and there was a funnel to like kids to Broadway. I don't know if I had like had what it took, <laughs> right. but I really want, I really was like, please accept me. And I'm a man. I feel like it's, it's a blessing that I wasn't truly accepted. Do you have any interest in writing for the stage at any point? But not really. I think I, I I would love to write for a TV or a movie or something because that's um, more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you like slam poetry, right? <laughs> yes. I spent a lot of time in the spoken word scene. I did a lot of slam poetry. You won a championship, right? With the slam poetry. Like what was that poem? That's the uh, like totally whatever one. We had like a strategy of like how to win because the kind of like head of the team, Janae, Janae Johnson, who's an amazing poet. She has a really great book on right bloody out right now she had the strategy for like how we were gonna win if we got on final stage so I went last and I did like totally whatever we won the national championship we all got two hundred dollars each yeah <laughs> let's go and um <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then I you know kind of soared to 2010 viral fame what happened to that whole scene because there's like a lot of younger poets now that are kind of thriving that were once involved I feel like there was just just this like lottery of YouTube kind of moment where people were going viral for their content and the political moment really made that special. And then I think it kind of died out. I don't I don't know why. I think it started being a little more cringe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. there's enough television shows and podcasts that like made fun of it and stuff. Yeah, maybe podcasts killed. <laughs> Is that possible? Yeah, Pod <laughs> podcasts killed the spoken word star. More Twitterverse after the break.
Welcome back to Twitterverse. I'm going to DM another tweet. Thinking about the time my sister punched somebody in the face at a wedding because she insulted my mom and how I just stood there really proud. And then there's a emoji that's like a smiling cry face. (laughs) (laughs) We were at my friend's wedding and there was an uninvited guest who was one of the groomsmen's ex-girlfriends. It was a wow. Col- yeah, it was very dramatic. It was a Colombian wedding. Okay. Um and she just arrived. It was dramatic. She was told to leave and then she didn't leave and then she got in the bride's face. And wow. then my mom was like, "Did you hear her? She told you to leave." And then she got in my mom's face. And then Ooh. my sister saw this from the top of the stairs and was like, "Hell no." And then like flew over there and was like get out of my mom's face and then punch this girl in the face oh. and then the girl like flew backward it was very matrixy so that's the situation there and also I tweeted it after uh, the Will Smith punch <laughs> oh my god this is last August 2021. Okay, so the tweet says, thinking again about how I sent a nude by accident to my friend because my phone is broken. And then I say, the the picture that I screenshot, it says, Peems, delete it. Because <laughs> I was sending it really fast. What the fuck? Delete that immediately. I literally just meant to show you photos of your sister. I want to die. I am so sorry. And then my friend says, my friend, relax. You are okay, period. This shit happens all the time, period. Your photo is deleted, period. You are my friend. (laughs) That got 49 retweets Mm -hmm. and 2,812 likes. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was really touching at the end, the way that your friend replied, right? You are my friend. You don't have to worry. Yeah. What was it like in high school? Was it just... It was a new technology, or was it even there then when you were in high school? Not really. Okay. I'm going to turn 30 this year. Okay. okay. Don't hold it against me. But I feel like my generation like had enough sentience, and then like technology happened. <laughs> right. We saw technology like progressing and progressing, and we weren't just like born with a iPhone in front of our faces or whatever. But yeah, I think it is really scary now, and I think we're all like learning a lesson, especially maybe in the last two weeks, talking about surveillance and you know what can be held against you because you've put online that like literally anything you put online can be extracted and subpoenaed to court it's horrific it's terrifying and it's horrific. really it's... scary yeah what kinds of things are you hearing on twitter or has there been any insight about that that has surprised you i guess i i keep talking about abortion because it's really horrible but i mean everyone was like delete your period tracker or like right. delete your period app which is this app that shows you like when you're ovulating and when you're on your period when you're pmsing and it's really helpful helpful to like know what is going on in your body but if you have a miscarriage or something and you are living in a state where abortion is illegal they can use that information to maybe put you in jail and then also everyone was like you can come stay at my house and you can have an abortion here and there is a certain like naivete about it where like i think americans like don't understand that things have consequences <laughs> yeah have you been disappointed in the male response or is that just what you anticipated so i saw Someone I I know posted this very vulnerable, beautiful 
uh, status about having an ectopic pregnancy and having an abortion because of it. She was just like, if I couldn't have this, I would die. And then this guy, this this is someone from high school, this guy responded and was like, what up? Sending much good love and vibes from back in the day. Hope you feel oh better. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was like well-meaning, but also like, what is good vibes? Good yeah, that sounds like a terrorist. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, it was. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it's you gotta laugh about it though. I, was I like, know. I am know. I? I was like, thank God for this, honestly. <laughs> and good on that individual for trying. But would it mean a lot more to you if you were hearing men, or would it not? Because you're just like you never count on men because they just kind of suck about these things. I think sometimes it depends on, like, are you just trying to take up space right now? Like, I saw people passing around on Hinge, which is a dating app. You can leave a voice memo. And someone was like, I just want to go on a rant. This person was just, like, regurgitating something that he heard on Twitter. Don't fight for abortion just, like, because you want to get laid. That sounds kind of counterintuitive. It's horrible. Um, (laughs) But I do, I think I have been kind of touched by how, like, angry I've seen men be. And I feel like anger is is really sacred. So, yeah. Yeah. This is the equivalent of someone uh, declaring war on women. Yeah, it's a way of like exerting control and power. Yeah. so weird okay i said it says okay i can't stop laughing my book is on a billboard in times square and miller light sent me a cooler with my name on it and i have 200 dollars in my bank account i'm having a beautiful time (laughs) and it's a photo of my book in times square it really was spectacular and beautiful seeing that i've cried um and then it's me and a bunch of miller light gear a little miller light jersey holding um, (laughs) a cooler that says s miller time and then it has my name on it in the background and then there's this like haunted photo behind that that was a moment right that was a moment because i was like wow i really made it as a writer my book is in times square miller light is sending me merch with my name on it i don't have any money (laughs) i really thought you had made it too because you know i remember you and when i met you at the harvard bookstore you were like okay i'm gonna go do my mfa at nyu yeah and the next thing i know your book's on billboard in Times Square. That's like amazing. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah, it was really a special time and I felt really like wow, I I have like this pull and I have this attention that I want and I'm like rich in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still like, wow, it would be great if I had some money. <laughs> right, right. So for me, like when I first published and had a little success, I thought it was going to solve all my problems. Yeah. Like I thought all the emotional stuff like, oh, I don't need a therapist. I'll just fix yeah. it by publishing a book. And I was so disappointed that it, <laughs> it didn't <laughs> attend to any of that stuff. It didn't. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice win. It's good to be like, wow, hell yeah, this is something I've wanted forever. And then I think because publishing is so colossally slow, things start feeling like anticlimactic, right? It's so slow. It's so slow. They really got to hurry up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. And then, you know, you're just always comparing yourself to where other people are in their careers. and. But I feel like if I were you and I were doing that, I'd be like, 
I got it going on. I did. And then I was like, wow, I really wish I could buy groceries. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I was just yeah. like, it was just funny. So listen, I'm so grateful to you for coming on like this. I love seeing you again and like talking yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. And I've been cheering for you from the sidelines for a while. So thank you, Gabe. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you.